Okay. Five. Nelson. Cheers. On, Daniela. What Cheers. Are you, what are you drinking tonight? Glenn Livet. Yes. Nice. Glenn Livet. Okay. Yeah. I have Manhattan. Any Glenn will do. Manhattan mm -hmm. is fancy. I didn't actually shake it and everything, but. <laughs> the first um, time, first time I did a broadcast like this, mm -hmm. I was talking for like five minutes and the guest was like, I don't think you've gone live yet. I'm like, what? Like <laughs> <laughs> so amateur. You have to press the button. Yeah. Um, there's just too many things to talk about. So we had to come on. Yes. To, we will limit ourselves to one topic. Oh, it's, it's a little be bit so late. Hard. I know, but because there's we've got we've got lots of other things coming up, like um, how big an asshole is the Pope? We'll do that another yeah. time. Uh, or is he a, is he truly a godly man? You, I, you, you I don't have know. to enlighten me on some of the stuff he said recently. <laughs> um, and uh, but tonight, um, this the we'll, we'll be talking about the disinformation governance board. Uh, which is fascinating for so many different reasons, if only to see how different people are reporting on it, right? Now, yeah. Nelson's yeah. in Canada. That's I can't. Right. Do you guys have a... I was trying to find out if my native land actually had something similar. You know what I, you know what I saw? It's not, but it's is not it, what we think. It's a bill of some sort, isn't it? Bill C-336 or something, or 16... I, yeah, I think that, well, so that, right, there's nothing in place at the moment, right? There is a Truth and Reconciliation Commission of Canada, or at least it was around for a few years. Well, but it was, isn't that for the Indigenous? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was for that purpose. <laughs> um, we don't have free speech here, though. Like, we don't have true free speech in Canada, as you guys do in the States. Um, well... Really? Do we not have, but we have some measure of it. What do you mean? In what way? Like in Canada, we have um, hate speech laws. And then similar, that, similar to the European hate speech laws, exactly. I think, right? Yeah. And then they've okay. got that uh, law that uh, Jordan Peterson fought against. Right. That was like, it's compelled speech and that was put into law. That's why he got famous because he I fought it. I didn't know that. Yeah, he refused to use the um, preferred pronouns of a student. Okay. Or at least to follow that law, and and that's what it was. It was based on. Yeah, that's right. Preferred pronoun, but Jordan Peterson was saying it was. It's basically compelled speech. It's uh, he didn't that's care right. what the speech was. Right. No. No. I, that's right. I understand that. And so interestingly, there was a case recently, like in the last, uh, I think, week and a half, where a professor here won his case for that very reason. Yeah. Um, I will get the details if anyone's listening to this um, and wants to know, but that was yeah. actually, um, that was quite interesting because we had not had a judgment in that respect. It was a professor. He had been sanctioned or uh, maybe even let go. I can't remember exactly what happened to him, um, but that was, a, that, that was also a adjudicated case here now. Well, with Jordan Peterson, the University of Toronto tried to like get rid of him, but they right. couldn't because he was a tenured professor. He was tenured, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that kind of protected him. Otherwise, he probably would have lost his gig. So I think what you mean, though, so it's not so it's just that speech is restricted in more ways than in the U.S. I think that right, like I think so, and, and again, similar to what 
um, the restrictions are in the U.S. There are, sorry, in, in Europe, they have um, whatever, like these sort of hate speech laws, right. um, which I should dive into. But this particular board, the Disinformation Governance Board. Is that is, what it's wait, called? Yes, it's called the Disinformation yeah. Governance Board. It just happens that everyone's calling it the Ministry of Truth. Okay. <laughs> because, of course, it is strangely you know, like similar to 1984's Ministry of Truth, right? So tell me about 1984, because everybody refers to this. Is it, it's a book, right? Yes, it was written in 1961, actually. Predicting of 1984. Right. And, right. and like things that are happening now are very similar so, to the book. Well, okay. So in the book 1984, um, Oceania, Oceania, Oceania. I can't even remember. I can't remember how, like even how you pronounce it. I got to go back and watch the movie. Oceania? To be honest, yeah, is that how you pronounce it? I don't um, even know if that was like. But what well, I, I know it's, I know we say that Oceania. I, I I don't know what it what it's what's correct for the context. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to go back and read it. But but there's also a movie. It's a great movie. Um, which you you might want to watch, but so the the government was there was four parts. It wasn't just the ministry. Of, this ministry of truth was basically. They should have um, named it that. Sorry. They should have named it that if well, they wanted to. Yeah, be but like they pure they don't troll. even. Yeah, they don't even have to. Like they're not even hiding it. Like this 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 is just fascinating. And and the reaction of people. I'm gonna I'll, I'm gonna reference. I'm gonna show you some. Uh, I'm gonna read you some pieces from the Washington Post because oh, I have some other questions that no one seems to be asking. It, left or right, no one's asking. Yeah. So I'm gonna ask you. Maybe you've got some answers for me. Sure. But this is interesting. So from 19 so in 1984, the government was actually structured in four ministries. The Ministry of Truth, which is basically um, like all lies. And then <laughs> Ministry of Peace, which dealt with war. And then okay. the Ministry of uh, Plenty, which dealt with Here's starvation, some. was basically okay. like starvation. And the Ministry of Love, where they tortured people. <laughs> oh, my God. So, so well, who was this, the author? George Orwell. So George okay. Orwell was like, I mean, when you think about it, it's really... I mean, we're like... That's where Orwellian came from then, that term or- Orwellian? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, so that's where that... So that's why this this whole thing is fascinating in that respect, right? Like, it's sort of like, okay, it is... I mean, we're 20 years behind or 40 years, whatever it is now, <laughs> but it's still happening. More than, it's more than 20. It feels like 20, right? But it's actually 40, to Nelson. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I was born only like four years before you've, 1984. You've, too. you've been... I know you've been... It's been a long night because you've been you've been partying and stuff. But um, this is what's amazing with this is that okay, uh, let's just go to the Washington Post article because this is this is just so. So who decides Washington, what's true? Well, okay, but this this is the problem, right? This is clearly the issue that it is so. Any government, any government, it doesn't matter what party, any government that. Um, tries to create an organization like this is is purely partisan so who right and so who so so what is hilarious is that somehow you know we 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 are okay if it's our party right like people are okay if it's your party and it's like this is what but but i think more and more people are are saying i don't care what party this is right 
I have one thing to say to the, you know, Gestapo when they show up at my door from the, we'll get into that. We'll get into why, because my first question was, why are they doing this through the department of, through DHS, Department of Homeland Security? Why are they doing that through this agency? I have an answer for you. Because why, Elon, why is your answer? Elon bought tr- Twitter. Well, that's why they're doing it in general. But why under that department? Why under the Department of Homeland Security? Well, so they, they can, um, you know, January 6th commission, they're all terrorists. So I think, so it's, so um, I, I asked uh, a law enforcement professional because to make sure that I was right about this, they have, they, they of course have law enforcement capacity. Hmm. So, and, and, and I'm my first, then my next question was, okay, but why not? Why, why wouldn't they just do it through the FBI, for example, they have, they have law enforcement capacity authority as well. They're not as big. Homeland security deals with terrorists. Well, yeah, but so, but see, this is what's amazing. So Majorca or whatever the fuck that guy's name is, he's just a bozo. But um, when he was answering questions before Congress, he, um, there were several comments like, you know, you don't, you don't really, it's not clear what they're doing. So this is what's interesting about the Washington Post article, because the Washington Post article, basically, this is what's amazing. Um, so the way they wrote their um, their article, uh, so, so first of all, they call it the uproar over Homeland Security's disinformation governance. <laughs> and it's kind of like, if there isn't uproar about something like this, I'm not really sure what there should be uproar about. Seriously. But of course, they make it. The first sentence, the Department of Homeland Security's creation of a disinformation governance board has set off a backlash on the right, even as it's not entirely clear what the perhaps unfortunately named board will do. So that's how the Washington Post oh my God. starts its ridiculous article. They're an extension of the government. But, but look at the way they frame that, right? Set off a backlash on the right. No, it's setting off a backlash on anyone who, you know, understands. So that is anyone with a brain that any government that creates a disinformation governance board is a is is a is is an openly uh, is an open propaganda institute. Right? Even hiding it anymore. Yeah. No, I completely agree. When when I heard that. I heard, wow, propaganda in your face, not even hiding the fact that mm-hmm. you're pushing propaganda anymore. Well, so that was my question. So isn't it all, isn't it like the government's role generally um, to basically like, what's the word, push out propaganda? Like, isn't, that's all government. Like that's, isn't, is that not real? That's, I'm not saying that that's right. I'm just saying, isn't that what they the do. government has become? Unfortunately, yes. And what it should be is, infrastructure roads and get the hell out of my life that's how i look at it i love that you know what like that is such a nice concise simple uh proposition i love that yeah. i just i just need somebody build a road to... build a bridge and get away from me yeah i just need somebody to organize the pothole filling and the resurfacing of the roads. So I actually, I, I would go further and say, I don't even think they should be doing that. B- 
Because and, and what's happened? Money. I don't think yeah. they should be the executioners of it. What should, they should be doing is hiring a private company to fulfill the job. The problem is, yeah, but then someone but then, has to hire them, though. Well, that's the problem. Like you then have you then have um, some uh, some institution using other people's money, taxpayers' money, and anytime you start with that, you end up in a in a very worse place. So you know, people like to you know kind of criticize um, capitalism, and and you know, I'm not here to say that there's not some problems that come with it, but we don't have a we don't have anything close to a perfectly capitalist system. I think people forget that there are trillions of dollars in the public sector um, that interfere with the capitalist structure. So we, we don't have that. We don't already have that. So so to, to blame everything on capitalism is kind of like this um, game that the government has mm-hmm. played and successfully gotten away with it because no one, like we're not allowed to even really sort of discuss that very obvious point. We do not have anything close to a purely capitalist system, nothing even close to it. And yet we continue to blame capitalism for all of the problems. I'm not saying that it perhaps is not responsible for some of those problems, but to then sort of lay the blame, like, so, so my point on the road, so we can say, you know what, government, just build some roads, build a bridge, fill the potholes and get the fuck out of our way. On the other hand, I actually would say that at this point we have seen, there is so, there is uh, such just a heavy waste of trillions of dollars and you sort of think, what if we were to use those in a way that actually would be productive? So there's, uh, I was just looking up because I couldn't remember what the third P is. Are you familiar with uh, P3 projects? Do they use mm-hmm. that term in the States? Of course. I worked on many of them, actually. So public-private partnerships, right? Yes, I did those deals. Probably the, the best hybrid, no? Yeah, I, actually they are. They, they can be for sure. For sure. Yeah. And they M- work much well better. Mm-hmm. They do, because but but so here's the problem. But they're not perfect either, because then you um, you know, well, for lots of different reasons. But I think you know sometimes you end up kind of with a uh, like. How do you know that, for example, the toll road, um, like for, let, let's just say, so it, so a toll road will often be the um, let's just say is a you know is a is a PPP deal, right? So you've got, you know, and then, and then you've got this contract going to some private entity that is going to do work on the implementation, whatever that assumes. And they're all Doug Ford's buddies. Well, that's the problem. Exactly. Cronyism, right? And you don't know how much, you know, how much that would have cost otherwise. That's why it's kind of like, we've never been able to explore what if it was just the private sector filling those positions? What if it was just the private sector kind of doing those deals? And, and people would say, well, it wouldn't, you wouldn't do it because, you know, the, the, the principle of public goods, no one is going to pay for those public goods. Um, I actually don't, I don't agree with that, right? Like that, that could be the case, but in most cases, people want the public goods. They want the parks, they want roads, they want to be able to not get stuck in a pothole, uh, they want a school. They want all of these different. They want a hospital. They want the things that, frankly, in many ways, um, 
you know, we've actually not ever allowed the private sector to participate in, in a way as if the government was not there. Now, of course, that's like crazy, you know, like we're not, we're not there. Like it's not going to be possible in our lifetime. Yeah. On the other hand, who knows, maybe on Mars, it'll be different when Elon <laughs> Musk sets his, you know, when there's a settlement in Mars or something, okay. but you know, back to the, but this is why we end up with these organizations. Like they call them the opposite of what they are, just like yeah. in the book. That's why it's so remarkable. So comical. So, but that, so you mentioned kind of like the question I had. Okay. So if the government's role, like you said, it's like, they're not even hiding it. Right. No, I, I I'm amazed at how in your face they are of what they're doing. And what amazes me even more, it scares me, is mm -hmm. how willing the majority of people are okay with it. They're willing to go along with that, it. That's why they're. That's why it's in your face because they know they people are okay with it. Like you see it on Twitter, you somebody will say something, and then somebody will defend that. People defend party. People defend that Biden still has his full cognitive brain cells or whatever you would call that. Like they defend that. I think that there's fewer and fewer, but still you're right. Because right. Yeah. How can you not see it? The guy can't complete a sentence. And and to me, it's, it's disgusting because his family around him should be protecting them. But instead they care about all of the power and authority that they're getting with it. Like Joe Biden must be a horrible person. <laughs> She's okay. That's parading her husband around. And yeah. the family too. Yeah. Well, you know, that, that aside, because I know people will feel differently about, you know, people would have thought that about Trump or whatever, like they, sure. you know, but, but the, but, but, but your point is why are they okay defending something like a disinformation governance board? And I, and I think the reason is because there literally are people who they, they actually believe like, see, where I can say, I understand, you know, people say, oh, well, it's both sides. Well, I'm not saying that there's not disinformation oh, from all sides, but yeah. that's not the, but, the, but, but I, but however, the people over on the right are kind of saying there's dis, we acknowledge there's disinformation kind of everywhere. You guys are the ones that are actually saying there is such a thing as you know sort of like you are designating what the disinformation is and so i look at you know my my colleagues like sort of you know all my like the smart people right like all these highly educated people who are still persistent in this idea that well there's only like disinformation is only you know what what one person says despite the fact that there has been one hoax after another, well, completely debunked. Exactly. The I mean, it changes. really. So the laptop from hell was <laughs> misinf. It was Russian misinformation or disinformation. And maybe you can explain to me the difference between misinformation and disinformation. They always say both, which yeah. means the person saying it doesn't know which one each is. So they have to say both. Very good point. Um, and so they always say it's misinformation, disinformation. Well, which one is it? It's two different words. So it can't be both. Or why are you using the same word twice? Um, so there's that. And then it later became, it came out that it was legit. It was true. Right. So there, that, that there just, even from a, um, 
uh, from a law enforcement perspective, I, I find that 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 is the best example. And here's partly why there were 50 intelligence officers that signed some kind of statement that said this is Russian disinformation. They actually said that they signed a statement in advance of the 2020 election, federal election. They signed a statement saying this is, you know, it's false that this is being investigated. What's happening to those 50 intelligence Nothing. agents? Nothing. And, and so this is why, you know, like the coming back to sort of disinformation governance board, the only thing to say if someone comes to your door is, you know, fuck off. Like, I mean, like there's yeah. nothing there is. There's no talking to anybody. But but do you know what this does? And and you know, as a lawyer, what what I what I find very um, disturbing about this is that it really makes people feel completely disenfranchised right. from the system. I understand we kind of have a system, like it's all it's a, you know it's kind of the propaganda is part of the system that makes things work, right? I, I'm at the point where I even question resources that I trust. Completely. Completely. Like, I, oh, I I've, absolutely. I'm if with it's you. On mainstream TV, it's done. But then, even the, my sources that I trust, I'm like, okay, is that actually what went down? Where's the source that they're using to back the story up, right? And and you know, at the risk of getting barred and banned, tarred and feathered from every platform that exists, let's look at the vaccines. Okay, if you said six months ago that the vaccine does not stop the spread, you would be. A, a, a conspiracy theorist, an idiot, you're not following, a, a science denier, right? right? That thing does not stop the spread. We all know this. No. You know, there's no, and we, that, not only that, we have to know it because it's a health issue to not right. know it, right? Like we, right. we have to understand that, you know, yes, it may control symptoms or whatever they tell us it does. But you know what they'll say? They'll say, well, the science changed. Which is or, insane, from right? One week it's to like, the next, no, it's it, Right, because they because they know most people are too dumb to to realize that no, it's not that the science changes; it's our understanding of the science, and right. that's why I hate when people say, "Oh, well, it's both sides." That's not that that's not the issue because right. the uh, the side you know that I I'll, the side that I was on I hate that anyway because it really it just you know even that language right. just divides us. Right. My side was simply that our understanding is not complete. Therefore, right. we should not be making these, uh, these drastic changes in our lives, up, causing all kinds of upheaval that no one wanted to talk to. Do you know how many people I actually said to, that said to me, in, in, in the face of a pandemic, all that other stuff doesn't matter. And I'm thinking, really? Because I actually know young children that are being sexually abused and people right. who would otherwise find them are not. Are you going to tell that child who's now going to live with a trauma for the rest of their lives that it doesn't matter because of this global pandemic? It happened during a pandemic. All we're saying is that there are very significant consequences to all of these drastic actions that were taking place, right? Yeah. That, that was sure. all we were saying. Informed consent doesn't exist anymore. That's the part that always blew well, my mind. Well, that's exactly. And, and rights don't exist only when they're easy. That, that's, isn't that another yeah. principle that we forgot about? Right. And, right? And what I never understood was, okay, so you get, you know, people are up to their fourth shot in a year. 
So it lasts for three months and every three months you're supposed to get a shot for the rest of your life. Does that sound like a solution? Well, can I tell you something? So my brother right now has COVID and he is, um, he's, he's, he's double vaxxed. He's also boosted. He has an autoimmune disease. He is, he is really, really sick. Like he's, Mm -hmm. he's had horrible, horrible symptoms, horrible. He's had everything. Yeah. Um, He's had trouble controlling a fever. Um, he's had all this stuff going on and what they've said to him is, well, because of all of the autoimmune, um, drugs that you're on, you know, the boost, the booster only lasts two months for him. And he's like left in this position of, does that mean I need to get a booster every two months, every two months? And like, there's no, how would they even know that? But that's the thing. They don't because they, they can't have tested this with no. all with this insane cocktail of drugs for this disease that the poor guys had to live with since he was nine years old. So, like, that's why I'm saying, you know, here he is like triple shot it up and he's suffering these significant symptoms. I'm not saying I know one way or the other. Like, all right. I'm saying is he is very sick. He's my brother. So I know, like, it's legit. He, he mm-hmm. never complains. Like, I know it's bad. Like, he, you know, he's got this horrible fever he's got this whatever he's got everything all these terrible like symptoms um his breathing's okay thank god but that's the the question he's now left with is but you're telling me the doctors are telling me i can only like the medicine only lasts two months for his particular case because it's he's but but how would they possibly know that they have not tested for like i said this stuff well and the other thing too is when they say um, like you touched on it earlier, if if you didn't have the vaccine, everybody who gets COVID after vaccinated, they say, thank God for the vaccines. Otherwise, my symptoms would yeah, be strong. And how would you know that? Either? How do you know? Is there a parallel universe you where your alternative, uh, you right. lived in the other world and in that world, that person didn't have co- uh, the vaccines? And that per- that version of you died in that world. Like, how would you know? So, that? but see, all we're doing is like asking the questions, which yeah. is what. And this whole disinformation governance board is insane. Well, but 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 neither do the people at the government, the disinformation governance board. It's such a awesome name. Yeah, I always look down to remember it. Oh my god, it's like disinformation governance, governance board. board. So who like, decides? Whoever's in power is going to decide that. It's okay, so the, so get this: they the direct the director of the disinformation governance board was actually in support of the Hunter Biden story being buried. I heard that today, actually. So she and and actually, did you see that clip where she was doing her little musical number? Oh God, did she do an interpretive dance or something? She did. Um... <laughs> Is it a TikTok video? I actually no. She was, I guess, on some news or something, and she did a. She basically put disinformation words into a Mary Poppins song. Of course, she did. Oh my god! That's... <laughs> now I'm actually very cool with like the energy and whatever. I'm like, okay, that's pretty cool. It's so bloody cheese. It's like the cheesiest it... thing I've ever seen in my life. You gotta cool, go. Colbert that did a vaccine. Uh, jingle oh, too. I don't remember. Stephen I don't Colbert, remember. I think. Really? Yeah. It so, is. A, it's a cult. No, it, we're just it, not it, in the cult, Danielle. We're just we're not in the cult. I, thank God. I don't. I don't feel right or left. I just I make decisions based on I, what I hear. You know what? Then, it's they're meaningless. They don't even. I don't even know what the like. I don't know what those things are anymore. Like you saw Elon Musk. Did he? Did you see that little? Um, 
that little kind of, uh, I, don't know, I don't know what you call it, the little infographic kind of thing where on the left and right and the movement of left and right. Just keeps moving. In different years and stuff. Oh, okay. but, but see, that's what's crazy. Like, you know, people like you and I would be, consi- you know, I guarantee I've in got Canada, colleagues that would. I'm call- extreme right. Ex- well, you're, you're ex- the, Nazi the right. fact that you're extreme at all. What, right. For, for asking questions. Right. I mean, this is literally 1980. This is literally the bloody book. We and, are and, in the book. And in Canada, we don't even really have conservative party. We have a you don't. centered left party. And then it just keeps going further to the left. You know, what's amazing, though, is that but so in the in the re, like I've got a whole theory on that on like in the Canadian thing, too. But but we'll have to do another episode on that. But for four hours, I, for sure. But the thing is, is there really is a um, there is an association with good and decent and right and public good, which is a complete fallacy. People don't you know, it's like there is no there really isn't such thing as a public good because your public good is not my public good. Like there's, there's many factors that could factor into public, many considerations. And, and again, who decides those considerations, these incompetent bozos at the disinformation governance board, like the whole thing. They're not even elected, right? They're not elected by anybody. No. So, so the reason, so DHS coming back to that point about why it was, created by the by dhs which is which is really crazy is because they are they have um law enforcement authority which means so so my other question for the washington post which i'll get to but you know but dhs includes you know ice u.s border patrol ins um, hsi which is the investigative branch so it actually include like it includes all of these huge agencies which is actually much bigger than the fbi the FBI is a, apparently a bunch of buffoons, which we've seen over and over since they never seem to be on top of anything. They Shocking. seem to, in, in uh, what I've heard through the, through my connections, I mean, they, they like to run around taking credit for everything and they do nothing. So those movies, like the Hollywood movies that would show them as being like the idiots is, mm. I guess is in actual fact, you know, true, but, um, but so here's my question for you, because the Washington post basically goes on like their first sentence was, you know, complete whack job. (laughs) Basically what the Washington post is trying to say is, you know, uh, amid growing anti-censorship fervor on the right, a bevy of Republicans have suggested that the initiative amounts to policing speech. Elon Musk, Elon Musk declared it as, messed up and they basically are trying to say well it's not even clear what the organization is going to do so why are you all freaking out and i'm kind of like is that really the question so why would why wouldn't your first question instead of reaching to criticize people who are who have legitimate concerns over a board called the disinformation governance board why wouldn't your first question be what is this organization going to do? What, what is it? And why is it formed under a law enforcement agency? Right. And, and that sent that first sentence, it's, it sounds like 12 people came together to write that sentence and threw every buzzword in there. I don't even know what the hell that sentence even says. (laughs) That's a good point. And half of the headlines of these news articles, it's like they purposely write it 
in this like false positive speech or something to confuse yeah. the hell out of everybody who's reading it. Yeah. I think confusion is is their goal. Well, so you don't notice this kind of shit going on with the disinformation governance board. That that's right. And oh, well, they actually even go on to like the, the article will talk about, you know, how people are re- you know calling it the Ministry of Truth as a, you know, sort of harkening back to 19 it's like how can you not harken back to 1984? I mean, you, like how can you possibly not, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you're right. They I think that's the effort is that which is why every bill that is like you've got every law it's named something it's like you should just start assuming that it's the opposite, opposite. literally the opposite of what it's named i think that would give us a clearer understanding of what that is actually pretty happening true, actually if you look at isn't that scary stuff. i will say that the left is better at messaging than the right is for sure like the for don't sure. say gay bill oh. every, everybody thinks that it's about that brilliant right like they're better at it. Smart, they're better smart. marketers than the right is the right yeah. is like losing well them. it you know it depends trump was a good mar- marketer he That's was true. a very, very good marketer that, um, that is true but he came from business right he wasn't a politician exactly you're right yeah, yeah. good point however yeah. and and yeah you know it's like a guy what's his name frank something I, I was looking him up the other day who uh comes up with the he does the focus groups and comes up with the, the buzzwords. He was the one who changed uh, global warming into climate change. Oh, okay. And he came up with the death tax instead of whatever it was. Because oh, people can get behind that. Like, That's well, right. Yeah. You're taxing me while I'm alive, then I'm, I die, and you're going to tax me again. Then they, they hate it, right? Right. No, that's a good point. Well, and that, but so, and that's, um, you know, for what we do, we, you know, we do a lot of copywriting. We do yeah. uh, a lot of marketing product. ourselves. Um, the, the naming of products is you know, supremely important. Um, That's why I've called my book, How Not to Get Screwed Dear Lawyer. Um, The difference between us and them, though, is we don't name it for the opposite. We name it for what it's intended to be. For sure. But that's, but that's, and that's why I say at some point, you know, the fact that government is kind of like, basically doing the opposite of what it is, 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 you sort of realize, you know, at, at this point, government is all about some level of propaganda and 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 maybe some of it is good because some of it makes you feel for example patriotic for your country and i think that's generally a positive thing so i cuz i think a lot about my canadian upbringing right like mm-hmm. we were there was a you know we were taught very emphatically there is a difference between canadians and americans like we were you know brought up to think of ourselves as the more compassionate, more evolved society. And the U S are just a bunch of, you know, gunslinging rednecks. And that's all propaganda. Complete propaganda in my, in my view, having lived here now for 16 years, but it, but I didn't like when I first moved here, you know, I, I didn't, it it took, it took, it was a process to kind of, because you start looking around going, wait a second. You know, they're not all like, they're just, they're just people. They're not all like, you know, a bunch of gunslinging racists and this and that, whatever, you know, there's, there's a lot of, and that's a totally different episode, right? Like sort of, you know, so we can argue uh, or discuss kind of the differences, but I don't think that's a bad thing. It's not a bad thing that Canadians were, you know, we, we feel, um, well, I no longer feel this way, but you feel good about your country, right? Having watched what's gone on recently, 
Well, know. and that messaging does, did work because, I mean, I've traveled throughout Europe and everyone's always happy to hear that you're Canadian, right? Oh, totally. And then totally. They'll, they'll say like, oh, Americans, they're not, you know. Exactly. It, around the world stage, Canadians are wi- are, are welcomed more uh, widely than Americans are, it seems. Well, I think that's what we were taught. And, and then I actually traveled a lot. I've traveled yeah. to like over 40 countries. Yeah. I think that was kind of its own version of propaganda too. Yeah. yeah. I've never gone anywhere where people really care, to be honest. Like oh, I, you, you know, and I like really, um, in I, fact, they're more, the reason they're almost more receptive about America, Americans is because they want to know more about Americans. And, and, and I, and I, I, I can honestly say I've met, I've gone like of all the countries I've gone to, I've gone to a lot of poor countries. No one, has asked me about getting to Canada. That's true. That's a good point. I mean, I don't even, I couldn't even count how many dozens and dozens and dozens of people have asked me about getting to America. Right. And that's still the reality. Yeah, that's a good point. It's not that yeah. people don't go to Canada, but yeah, they well, do it kind of like as a, well, it was easier to get into. They didn't get, get into the space. <laughs> right. so, so going back to your point about the government controlling the message, and that's propaganda. What makes this committee any different going back to russian disinformation or misinformation so that's my question for you what's the difference now i don't know so i think the difference is now i guess what they plan to i mean we'll have to see what they what they plan to do um you know when when uh Mallorca was whatever his name is was in front of congress answering questions first he was talking about misinformation in terms of sort of the migrant population and defending against coyotes and that type of thing. That's something obviously everyone can get behind. But frankly, if you were, if he was serious about that, he would be taking border security seriously. Yeah, you don't. So it's kind of hard. It's kind of like, really, dude, you're basically a liar. You you could have, right? You could have taken... Sorry. Go ahead. It's just like Trudeau with the crisis, whatever the hell, emergency act. Right. To, to after he did it after the the access from Windsor Bridge was already cleared. Yeah, they didn't need there was there was already laws in place to do what they needed to do. Completely, they didn't need the extra laws. But people don't know that they don't know that he wanted to make a show of it. He wanted to. He was sending a message. And the sad thing is, is because most Canadians were happy with that. There were, you know, millions like, you know, you and I who were not, who were completely disgusted. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, there were millions who were behind it. He made a show of it. They could have, there's traffic. They, they could have literally stopped it if they wanted to on day one, because right. you can't just park your truck in the middle of a road. So they could have had local police remove right. the vehicles immediately. And they did not do that. Why did they not do that? So that they can make this big show, create mm-hmm. more division, create more of the situation um, and, you know, and get people riled up. I mean, it was disgusting. The, the timing of this committee also is, is interesting because isn't there an election? Like, what is it? Four months away or something? Yeah, in the fall. Yeah, November. Yeah. So, um, November. but... Yeah. Well, I mean, the timing is, I think, um, helps them control the messaging. Well, but I think, you know, like you mentioned it earlier, you mean Elon Musk's, you know, angst deal with, with Twitter at the moment, right? We'll see see what happens with that, but they, and, and the reason that's so, um, I mean, that's, that is really influential because that's, I mean, it's Twitter. It's a platform where all the media is like all these journalists there. Right. Exactly. 
Um, you know, so, it, I mean, it will be interesting to kind of see. It's probably where our most journalists are, right? I mean, you made but a good point. That's yeah. where all the journalists do their thing. That, that's why it's so influential. So it's not like, okay, well, it's just one platform of many. Well, they should build their own Twitter. That's what they, so that's what they're, I know that's what I mean, that everyone's laughing about that now, but it's a bit, it's a bit crazy. So um, the, the disinformation governance board is I think something where I think a lot of people like me, you can tell me what you would do. Just assume it would be in Canada because I mean, clear if we get something like this, you guys are, I mean, you guys are definitely going to have something. Um, I think this is where people say, I'm not talking to any law enforcement. I'm not talking to anyone. And this is what I mean when I say, you know, this assumes that people are going to, when, when people become so disenfranchised with the system, you know, like I've been saying for a long time, at, at what point do people just say, okay, we have a system that literally feels like it's working and not only feels is working against the population. Mm -hmm. Is that, does that, so when people feel that, are they going to continue to participate in, you know, as a productive member of society, for example, um, you know, paying taxes, doing volunteer work, you know, supporting their local people become more insular, they become more tribal when these things happen. So to me, it's almost like they and it's almost like, you know, someone's sticking their finger in you, like to, to kind of drive you to, to do that. Because the more we are like that, the more we respond, I think that gives government the more um, reason to sort of exercise some control and authority to kind of keep things kind of the same. I think what, what you do, and here's, here's a shameless plug for you is build a community like you are with business armor live, right? Mm-hmm. Freedom fighting like-minded business uh, entrepreneurs that, cause I've had this conversation with a friend and I said, why isn't anybody fighting against this? And everybody thinks that there's not enough of yeah. people that think like us. So they think it's a, it's a, it's a losing battle. But if yep. we all find each other, then our voices get bigger, right? I'm so, think, I'm so glad you mentioned that. Well, because, but so that's what, you know, I just had my four hour, the next one is coming up on June 2nd. Um, but that's, that's what I emphasize is that we have a responsibility as small businesses to step up mm-hmm. and perform at a new level. We have to, because then it is very challenging to kind of come at people. People think like it's just the Googles of the world that have like all the power and control. And in many ways they do, but they don't, they don't, they're not the biggest segment of the economy. They're not the, they're, they're not the biggest employer. They're not the most influential in communities. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And not that's what we have to Twitter. remember. Not everybody's no. on Facebook. No, but, 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 and beyond that small businesses, like if, if, if you've got a bunch of like people, small businesses who are very strong as in profiting, highly connected to their communities and doing kick ass, they can, they, we, then, then we have all the power. And I, and I, that's partly, that's exactly why I created business armor live in the first place is that we, Mm -hmm. we have that power, but we need to do it together and we need to execute on it. You need to be not ready to be shut down. 
and to me like the the freedom convoy i, I don't look into who organized it what their beliefs are so I, I don't get into any of that um but it still showed exactly what we're talking about it was a group of like-minded businesses because they were all truckers so they had yeah. the community of a of a a segment of of a business right. that had thousands of people like it's a massive transportation is a massive industry yeah and really so they point. came together they were all small businesses owner operators mm-hmm. you know they were mm-hmm. well organized yep and uh and and they got together but then the big tech companies started to try to shut them down because they saw they, they were thinking oh look how organized these people are they probably didn't think it was going to be a three-week occupation of the city so right. they were like oh this will go away after a weekend yeah. and like these people aren't going anywhere <laughs> you know <laughs> they're just hanging out they've got more resources than we expected them to yeah. So that to me was a sign that it is possible to have a strong entrepreneurial community working together to influence these decision makers. That's such a good point. Such a good point. Yeah. yeah. Well, and very much what you're doing too, right? I mean, that's exactly why you've got your own platform, mm-hmm. uh, you know, your own software to kind of get people online and building a stronger, more impactful, more influential presence. Um, I mean, that, as you know, that, I mean, that's why we're working together. That's branch number one of, you know, what I try and get through to people. Um, So. And and my big thing is entrepreneurs who want to be genuine to themselves and actually be true in their messaging to who they are instead of watering down their message because a corporation is acts a certain way. You don't have to compete with that corporation. You just need to take a chunk of the world, make it your own. But the only way to do that is to be your true, genuine self. So good. No, but seriously. And, and, but so, and that's no, but you're, but, but, but what's so powerful about that is that that ends up being oftentimes much more profitable than being a watered down version of what everyone else is, you know, so then you're like everybody else. Right. And for small business, that is a big thing. Not everyone needs to know what everyone is thinking or, you know, what they don't need to know what, you know, what what you're thinking. That's the other thing. I don't know why all businesses seem to think that they need to be political. Like I think Oreo came out with something and I'm like, really? You're a cookie. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't care what your political beliefs are. I just want to eat the cookie. Now you're tainting that cookie for me. You know, actresses right. are the same way or actors for a while. I didn't even want to watch I anything. Know. Isn't or, that sad? Or at least not hear any of their interviews because it's like, well, shut your face, stay in your lane. I don't, I don't pretend to be, I mean, I follow politics, but I, I don't I don't get upset if someone has a different political belief. I don't shun yeah. them from my friendship circle or whatever. You have your well, beliefs, I have mine. Yeah, you're unique because a lot of people have done that. And they, but that's and that's the problem. What what I've been speaking out against for five years is because I, I felt it. I got you get it yourself, which is this demonization of people. But that's exactly coming back full circle that this is what the disinformation governance board, this is these types of agencies do exactly that. They demonize other people for having different thoughts. And that is so dangerous. That is that is completely antithetical to Canada, to the US, to everything that, you know, sort of we've we've come to. It's not perfect, but it's also I mean, this is insane. This this is laughably insane. We we can go back to to Trump, for example. Okay, when he was the Apprentice guy, 
what was it, NBC or whatever network it was. It was the top show in the network, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You got guys like Snoop Dogg writing about him. Again, mm-hmm. spend money like Trump or whatever the hell their lines are, right? Mm-hmm. Idolize them. All of a sudden, he becomes the president. And because he was conservative and not on the left, I guess, I don't know. All of a sudden, he's a racist. So was 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 Apprentice propping up a racist then? That TV show that was the top show on that network? The whole thing. They were okay with the fact that he was a racist? Or they just all of a sudden changed the reality and now it's misinformation. But they're the ones who say, no, that's true. And we're supposed to believe that? And Snoop Nog all of a sudden doesn't like him, but he wrote him into his song eight years prior or whatever the hell it was. How many movies was he in? How many movie clips, yeah, television alone. shows, all these you know types of things? And but, but that's why I say, uh, you know, again, why was that? Because everything was interpreted as, you know, they're like, no, he actually said it. Well, no, actually, if you looked at the entirety of what he was doing, um, whatever it was, you know, like the whole messaging there should have been better too. back going back to our conversation about messaging Mm -hmm. Trump for being a a billionaire, or if, if that's actually true, some of his messaging was very unclear. Well, it d- depends on what you're looking at, though, because in some ways you sort of so this is where like people are like, oh, I don't know why um, he said that, whatever. And what I've always thought is, you know what? He's Trump for a reason. He's Elon yeah. Musk for a reason. Like there's there's some things that I don't understand because I'm I'm not operating at that level. And and, you know, for people to argue that it's because he's stupid or whatever is is insane like you can't possibly argue that about elon musk you can't argue that with trump either like it, the, this whole argument is 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 absurd like you can disagree with the things you can disagree with the way he says things all kind i mean i disagreed with many different th- many things that you're never going to agree with all of what what's what the problem was was that you know um, and he did in some way like some for some things he left himself open to kind of allowing this sort of demonization to happen but frankly to me that's on the population that's completely 100 percent on the populace they're not watching as closely though majority of people are not watching as closely as you and i would and then there's people who watch even closer than us right so the common person hears there were fine people on both sides and that's all they hear. Right. 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 Yeah. Well, but then, and that's where we can blame, you know, the media because I actually don't believe that most of them are as dumb as they, you know, but then people trust the media. So they think they're being told the truth. Right. Right. Which is why this disinformation governance is to me completely dangerous. You know, you, you said something earlier about the, the idea of, um, you know, like, you know, you don't trust your like news on your side, whatever. So there was a, um, I don't know if it was a Rasmussen poll or Pew research that basically showed people on the right being much more distrusting of all media. Mm-hmm. People on the left, much more trusting of their sides of lefty mm-hmm. media. And that's my point. So there, there's much, there's many more people that would fall in the basket of, oh, a disinformation governance board seems to be completely reasonable. Like the, you know, the Washington Post. I mean, even Politico, though, frankly, is kind of going. What, what was their title? Their, 
yeah, Biden's hopeless disinformation police, you know, like, I, I mean, I, I mean, that's political, right? Like, it's not like a right wing. Right. So, you know, this, this actually should be concerning to people like this is, and, and not as a partisan issue. That's no, what's exactly. amazing. This I mean, is I'm Canadian, really not so partisan. The, the, the reason I follow the U.S. politics closely is mm-hmm. because you made the, the point, if it happens in the States, it's only a matter of time before it happens in Canada. So I watch it almost as like a predictor of the future of what's to come. Right. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I mean, but God, if this, I mean, this is, I mean, but see, this is, and this is what I love about the U.S. We'll have to get into this another, like this, because this is a whole different episode, but we have to talk about this. I mean, what I really do love about Americans is they are more than anyone else the ones likely to say, like, what? What did you ask me to do? Get the hell away from me. Like, I, you know, and I, but, but there, but that's a good thing. People. In Can- we we in Canada and I, I mean, well, but I but but I was brought up this way again to believe in this concept of public good until you realize that. But but that is I mean it's like trying to define fair. That's how it's they got like you with the masks. To, Don't well, wear it to protect yourself. Wear yes, it to protect the person that's, beside you. Are well, you and me? right, and I knew so, they had the public when oh, they changed the message. Completely, that. I'm completely, like, bastards. completely. They did a focus group. But that's, and you know, I don't know, but see, and as, I think as Canadians, that, again, this is a different episode because that's part of, that was part of our identity is to distinguish ourselves that way as the more compassionate people. In doing so, you have to assume that the other people are less compassionate. They are right. less good. They are less evolved. They are this, you know, and I've said this before, um, you know, this has to go in a book. So, I mean, if somebody, you know, knocks it off, whatever, but it's basically right. it's kind of like, you know, the concept to me, I, I was talking to my cousin a while ago and I said, you know, can it just came out? Canadians have to believe that they are more virtuous than Americans. Otherwise they would have realized that it would have been better had they lost the war of, you know, 1876 and wait, what's our, what the, what the fuck was it? What was our war? War of eighteen twelve. Sorry, the war of eighteen twelve. <laughs> you had me at eighteen. Then I was like, the war of eighteen twelve. No, but seriously, and that—that's. I honestly, I. It's like you know what? Again, that's part of the propaganda machine. To it, it's not a bad thing for people to feel good about their country, right? right? Like I don't think that's a bad thing. It's a bad thing if it makes you hate other people. But you don't. I mean, as a Canadian, I didn't hate other people. Americans don't hate other people like no more than any other right. country. They you know just, they just think they're better as, as do Canadians. Right. Yeah. As do the French or whoever. Yeah. Every country is going to think they're the best. Exactly. Sure. Which, which saying like you hate your own country, like the going back to Obama seemed like he was like on a tour of apologizing to the world. Right. 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 Yeah. Which I, at that time, I wasn't following politics as much. I think I was actually watching CNN more than anything. Mm-hmm. I was buying into me all too. that, all oh, that crap, too. right? Completely. The amazing thing about that, and going back to what we said about the, what you said about the political spectrum kind of moving based mm-hmm. on the year, mm-hmm. did Obama not campaign against same-sex marriage? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Isn't Trump, that crazy? Trump was actually the first. Um, was he? 
Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that wild? To support gay marriage. But Trump's the bigot. Yep. Isn't that wild? Yep. And and people, but people, they don't want to talk about that. They just refuse to, you know. Again, we just, but but you know what? And that's why I'm saying maybe you and I will have been led to believe something at some point that turns out to not be true or whatever. Oh, hundred percent. Like because- we've now, it, I will say though, over the last few years, not happened to us. It's happened a lot. On like, you know, like they they try and make it it's like, oh, there's all these no, because over here we've just been asking the questions. You guys were shutting us up from asking the questions. We're asking the question. That's, but that's, that's when ex- you know something's wrong when you can't even exactly ask the that. But that's why I started. That's what started me on this journey yeah. of getting away from all the stuff that I. Right. I mean, I was right there with these people. I was. I was yeah. from that world of the, yeah. you know, the intelligentsia, the, you know, the smart people, whatever. Yeah. And you sort of start asking some questions, and you're like. I'm shunned and, you know, made fun of or called names for asking the questions. You start realizing that is not normal, but that's exactly why a disinformation governance board is, is never, I mean, that, that, that's like the kind of thing that defines the end of, end of America, of Frank, 100%. So my, my, my guess is that people are going to be literally going, I don't fucking think so. I don't, you know, like it's just, it's just, it's just not going to happen. It's kind of like, you know, people were afraid that for example, it's like, Oh my God, we're never going to be able to get on a airplane without a mask or a vaccine, whatever. I said from the very beginning, there will not be vaccine passports uh, in the U S and I think in Canada, you still can't jump on a plane. You cannot. I have a cousin who is you know like she's you know chosen not to be vaccinated and um and it's uh been torturous it's been absolutely horrendous and she literally cannot get on a plane or whatever or this or that and it's kind of like i i um and the vax spread just like the yeah so what's the difference you've you've left you've left the well the, the but the sad thing is just again this demonization of good people like i i i understand demonizing nazis or demonizing you know murderers or whatever um although even that i mean like aren't we supposed to be you know Mm -hmm. the forgiving kind or whatever but whatever that's fine we demonize you know people like that and and it's not like if you got covid from an unvaccinated person your symptoms would be more severe like there's not there's nothing no one's even talking about that no one's even claiming that so yeah. what th- can somebody even explain why there's a division between the unvax and the vax to because, me nobody has given me a valid reason people want people wanted to buy into the idea that they were doing the right thing look at the campaigning that went on look at what happened with fauci yeah. and the gov- every level of government oh, and every a, i mean it, and, an episode oh it's it it's it's really quite <laughs> I mean, it's, it's bizarre. Like you take a step. That's again, this is why you and I are kind of in the outside going, what in the world is going on where people are bred to hate each other over you're wearing a mask, you're not wearing a mask. And at some point you sort of, it's like, well, look, I've just happened to take, I've taken some other pieces of information. Right. Um, I mean, it's anyway. But yes, here, I was going to finish this point about the, you know, Americans are, they are going to push back a little bit, a bit more. 
Oh, and, thank, and, and frankly, thank God for the world they are. I, I, I don't know. I, I kind of wish that it wasn't that way. I wish it was, I wish it was like more other countries. Although Denmark, I think is the first country to halt its vaccine, uh, vaccine program actually. Oh, really? Yeah. I think, I think for, to your point, the States makes a lot of countries realize what is possible when you do push back against the government. Like I think probably the States, I don't know, there's probably other countries too, but when I think of a a country that is patriotic, but goes against government, if they don't believe what's going on yeah, in the States. And I think Canadians are now starting to look and say, Oh, this is actually possible. It's it's wild to me that the Freedom Convoy started in Canada and then Which is amazing. they went around. But I, so I think they took a page from <laughs> Americans when they did that. Yeah, you know. Well, but but they did it first, which was amazing. They was, did, which was know. amazing to me that they influenced because was forty countries started to do it or something. Yep, it's pretty wild that that started. It here. really is. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, I suspect the disinformation. Well, I mean, we'll see. I think the disinformation governance board is going to go nowhere. Um, so, is it voted in, or are they talking about it? Is there going to be? Doesn't a have to be. Vote? Doesn't have no? to be voted in because the DHS has is setting it up. Stamped, eh? Oh, yeah. okay. It's so be uh, just set up under DHS, and um, wow. Yeah, I mean, you got to check out the video of that of that uh, of this woman. Um, the yeah, director who uh, and and her little Mary Poppins. Oh, I haven't seen that. Yet. <laughs> her little Mary Poppins thing. Um, actually, apparently, I think there's already been talk about her being removed because she's gotten such bad, um, you know, backlash already. Uh, which When's is Jen Psaki going to CNBC? I don't you know. know she's going soon In for June her multi-million contract or whatever. My God. Um, but you know, anyway. We're underperforming, Daniela. We're underachieving when people like that are elite. I hate but that see, word. Oh, I hate that. We got to stop using that. We talk about labeling, right? They're not oh, elite. Yeah. They're not elite. So we got to. I get to just stop calling them that. Like um, Alex, you know, Sandy Cortez. I, you know, just call her Sandy Cortez. Sandy Donkey Queen Cortez. Oh, you know? a- like I mean, AOC. That. Yeah, that, I mean, AOC yeah, yeah. is highly brandable. Why would I? Why would I call her? You know, is it, what is that? Is that a Kardashian effect or something? Like, is is she following a page from them? Like, what? I don't understand the the, the AOC appeal. phenomenon. Yeah, the appeal. She's very. Uh, I mean, she's very good. She's she's very good. She's obviously got very you know highly. She she does. She's got people. She's had people backing her from the beginning that are very um in tune to politics and persuasiveness obviously because she is she's you know she knows how to speak to um um her audience and um you know and she's young and she's you know energetic and whatever um yeah but again i mean it's you know it's it's pretty um to me, these people are just disgusting because they are so manipulative. That's, that's all it is. I mean, this is, it's not, it's, you don't, you know, like just look at, you know, they're talking about doing away with student loans here. And so, okay. So if they do that, what happens to the person next semester? I don't, I have no idea. Do they pay? I don't know. I don't don't understand that one. Like, okay. I I think the people who paid it off, you're an idiot for paying off your debt. Right. You know, it's, somebody, it's, 
Yeah, go ahead. So somebody made a good point. I think it was Michael Knowles, I think, was listening to his podcast, and he said he was quoting somebody, and he said the debt gets paid regardless. It's just whether the lender pays the debt or the borrower pays the debt. That's exactly right. Yeah. So, you know, if I lend you money and you don't pay me back, I paid your debt. I get stuck with it. The yeah. debt was still paid. Right. It's just who on the side of the transaction yeah. paid for it. So if, if I don't go to university in the States and then the person next to me does and they get their debt written off, I just paid for their debt because it's going to come out of the taxes. The government doesn't generate revenue. They just take. Right. That's exactly right. And the, you know, and um, yeah. And, and unfortunately, like, I, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how to answer your question. Um, but if they want to really talk about um, reducing kind of crazy rates on tuition and all this kind of stuff, they should talk about not having government loans and all this kind of stuff. They, I, I don't know why governments just refuse to accept that people are incentivized in different ways. Like you, to your point, I mean, what is, what, what's the incentive for the student to, you know, pay their tuition? Like if I was in the States right now and I was paying a student loan, I would stop making those payments because in a month it might get forgiven. Right. You know, so I'm letting me hold off. Let's see what the government decides to do with that loan. Yeah, we'll have to see what happens with that. But again, um, I, I, I find, uh, you know, I, there's certain things that the government should just not have its fingers in at all at, right. at some point. And you realize, no, but these are, you know, obviously education is a thing. You want to have an educated population and so Does on. Does it need to be government, though? Well, that's my question. I, and, and not only that, I'm, look at the job that the government does compared to the private sector. But more than that, what, how, how different is learning for like you and I now than it was like the opportunities for learning are wildly like so much better. Um, oh, I just got a, that's, oh, where's Tommy? Hey, Tommy, I think you're there. Um, nice to see you. I can't see your, oh, just saying hi. Awesome. Go back and let us know what you think. Um, I don't know if you've met Nelson before, but um, this is Nelson. <laughs> Tommy, Tommy was at my first ever how not to get screwed by your lawyer workshop. So oh, very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, but yeah, no, this is, this is why we have to, I just, uh, I don't, I don't, we definitely don't need them in the disinformation governance board. Uh, we don't need them in anything. We don't need them in education. We probably don't even need them in education. That's what I was sort of saying is that I, I just need them to hire somebody to make the roads. So I'm going to ask you a question. Go back to your question. Yeah. Your uh, so speaking of bottles, so snow removal. Okay. And I try not to be too specific, but a major city, let, let's pretend a major city in, in your country. Okay. Has a population of like 7 million people. Okay. Okay. It's fairly large city. And they hire one contractor <laughs> to, to remove, remove all the snow, snow. For the in the north. City. Is this a, where, where's the is a city in like somewhere where it I mean, never snows or Toronto? Come on, what a joke! Isn't that wild? Never I, been done before. So all the power to the contractor, whatever the hell they did, I think I could teach us a phd i was gonna that. say they should um you know how to how to uh how to get the one spot for 
7 million servicing 7 million people. How to outcompete all your competitors. <laughs> Do you know, so you must, we must know who the company is obviously then, or uh, how, how did the story come to be? How did it, how did it come out? It's a, uh, it was in the uh, what what news? Uh, Toronto Sun or Toronto Star? I always get those two confused. Okay. It was in that, and it was a big hullabaloo with the cabinet, and they wanted to re-analyze the the bid again and reopen it again, and it, it didn't go anywhere. But it was a big article in the in the paper, one of those publications. About- Does that even sound right? Sorry about what. No, I, sorry. It was just a, an article about how that snow removal contract went to one company. Does it sound right? Does that even sound like it doesn't even? So, okay. My point is how, how, okay. What, what's the, the looking into the situation? Does that not just spell corruption? Like, does that not sell, sell, sell you on some idea that something was, something was, fishy and, and there was a limited amount they call them like camps i think at the each area they call it a camp okay. so there was a limit of how many camps one company could win or even bid on so they just defied their own rule instead of saying you know okay each company can do three camps and we need right. eight companies to cover all the camps they said you now know what? this company was so good that we're just going to award it to everybody going <laughs> to reward all the camps to them in fairness, that assumes that the article is reporting accurately, right? True. Um, Going back to the however, governance. Yeah. Right. However, that would be easy to check, though, right? Like, you could check. Well, this is a public uh, contract. It's public so record. Be, uh, it has to be public tender. record. Exactly. Public tender. Yeah. So you would find out for sure who the, if who that... the bid, wa- bid mm-hmm. winner was awarded to. Right. Who the, which which uh, uh, bid the job was awarded to. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, um, it's too many things to discuss. But so, uh, so here's a question: the the wall was it? Did it go to one contractor then building the wall? Do we know um, that? I, I actually don't know that. I don't know That'd that. Be interesting. I'm That'd gonna, be you know, I'm I'm gonna guess not because they made uh, really significant progress and and so I don't know because I don't know how that stuff works. It just seemed like there was a lot of progress made pretty quickly. T- typically, um, what they would do is they would uh, they would assign like how many kilometers of fence. Then you yeah. would bid on how many kilometers you're going to do and what your price is for that right. kilometer. Right. So they price it per kilometer of fence based on material and labor and all that. Okay. And then, so they they would probably assign like 100 kilometers to one contractor and another, mm. another 40. That's how like municipalities with the asphalt paving and stuff. Yeah, that you makes get, sense. You get awarded the certain amount of kilometers. Right. Yeah. So I'm guessing the fence was similar to that. I'm going to guess, but I, I don't actually know. I don't I'll have to I look now. I'm going to see what we'll company. To, yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, look up the company in, in Toronto for sure. Well, um, I know it. I just don't want to say it. Oh, no, no. That's okay. <laughs> well, well, but if you, but to verify that it was the one versus, you know, multiple, multiple ones so that the reporting, you know, the reporting was correct. But right. that's what I'm saying. I would guess that, again, that's easily verifiable information. It's when the information is, you know, the, you know, a source said, and it's like, Okay, that doesn't well, yeah. mean anything. Uh, experts say. Right. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> experts down. I'm a know. self-proclaimed expert, too. Exactly. I'm going to call myself an expert. Um, all right. Well, we'll see what happens with the D- Disinformation Governance Board. Tommy, if you're still there, we were talking about the uh, Disinformation Governance Board and how um, 
uh, absurd it is and how movie-like it feels like we're suddenly in, but we'll see what happens with it. It's, I suspect it'll go nowhere, like I said. Art imitating are... life or the other way around. Oh, yeah, that's thing is. Uh, life yeah. imitating art. Right, exactly. Um, okay, so this is good. So we have other discussions. You just froze, Daniela, on my end anyways. Oh, okay. Am I oh, back? Oh, you're back. Yeah, yeah. I, I did a little circle thing. Um, all right, we'll wrap up before we, we freeze. But I was just saying it's we've got lots, lots of other stuff to discuss. So we'll yeah, we'll have to re-listen to this, get all the notes of all the topics we have to I talk know. about now. <laughs> we make a, lot of, make a lot of content out of it, that's for sure. Well, this is fun, right. Daniela. Take it easy, Nelly. Be careful. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Did you finish your drink? No, oh, I left yeah, we're at, we're at the... Okay. <laughs> Bye, Tommy.